Good morning to you and thank you once again for being a huge part of the Morning J. It is now one minute past the hour of 9 a.m. and today is Tuesday, November 23, 2021. I am your anchor, Zoe Machunga. And as it is in today's world, the media continues to be an essential part of our daily needs. The media of today is playing an outstanding uh, role in creating and shaping of public opinion and strengthening of society. This morning, uh, we will be looking at issues indeed uh, that, that, that brings our opinions to the fore, uh, that are looking at how to strengthen the society as well. Uh, Let's start this way. Let's take a look at some headlines that have been making the rounds. Uh, just this morning, uh, we are seeing uh, that uh, February 2022 uh, APC convention dates uh, shaky as crisis persists in 12 states. Uh, the President Buhari on Monday, that is yesterday, approved uh, February 22 for the All Progressive Congress National Convention. However, there was no specific date when the convention uh, would hold uh, next February, uh, meaning that nothing is cast in stone. Uh, this comes uh, as the crisis has continued to rock 12 state chapters of the APC with many individuals and groups uh, instituting a uh, court cases against the ruling party and its caretaker chairman, May Malabuni, who is also the governor of Yobe State. Now, the states facing crisis are Rivers, Ekiti, Ogun, Oyo, Cross River, Akwaibom, Delta, Oshun, Kano, Abia, Zamfara, and Kwara states were facing factions uh, are battling for supremacy. Uh, if you remember, Buhari had uh, in June 2020 inaugurated the Caretaker Extraordinary National Convention Planning Committee led by Buni with the primary aim of conducting the national convention of the party in December of that year, after which the Yobe governor would step aside and a new chairman would have emerged. However, in December 2020, the tenure of Buni's committee was extended by six months uh, to June 2021. And in June, the convention was again shifted and was expected to hold in December. However, the Congresses preceding the convention, uh, which were conducted in the states, ended in rancor, with many states producing factional chairmen. Away from that, uh, also in the news, uh, very much trending. Uh, we have seen uh, that the meeting between the 22 APC governors on Sunday ended with no consensus. A meeting of the Progressive Governors Forum, which uh, was held at the Kebi State Governors Lodge, Abuja, reportedly degenerated into a shouting match between two governors from the North Central Zone when the issue came up for discussion. And while some governors said to be sympathetic to the national leader of the party, Asiwaju Bola, Sinubu wanted the position of the National Assembly upheld, others argued that since democracy was all about choices parties should be giving options to choose from now crisis in political parties are natural and they say politics is like a game it depends uh you know on 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 how people who play the game look at it and um these are some of the issues that we will be dissecting this morning and also uh, the issue of um namdi kanu 
and uh, what is coming out from the southeast at this time. We're seeing the Arewa Consultative Forum has said that the detained leader of the proscribed secessionist group, the indigenous people of Biafra Namdi Kanu, cannot be trusted and should not be granted amnesty. The pan-northern social political organization uh, said Kanu cannot be trusted because he once jumped bail in 2017 and fled the country. The ACF therefore urged President Muhammadu Buhari, uh, retired, uh, to, to follow the rule of law and leave the IPOB leader to face trial for the charges brought against him. And we've also seen uh, Ohaneze Indigo wade into the matter lately, uh, appealing uh, to, 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 to the IPOB group, uh, to residents in the southeast, to ignore the sit-at-home directive by the IPOB. Uh, after Namdi Kanu, of course, uh, was seized in Kenya June 29, 2021, the group, uh, the Ohaneze Indigo, has noted that the sit-at-home has the potential of destroying the economic life of the people and hampering efforts aimed at reaching diplomatic solutions to the problem. Uh, thank you for joining us uh, this morning, uh, retired Captain Kazmaya Wafo. Uh, good morning to you. Now, you're a security expert from the Southeast, and uh, it would be good to have your, your input on a lot that's going on in the Southeast. We also have uh, in the studio Mr. Malobi Godson. Uh, he is uh, from Sidesa. And we also have uh, Mr. Adama Gabriel Akutsam, who is a, a lawyer here in the studio with us. Good morning. Thank you, JFM, and good morning, listeners. Well, good morning. Welcome to this uh, program that has the capacity to get you informed so that you can give the right answers when it is demanded. All right, let me get that properly. Uh, Mr. Balobi Godson, Center for Dialogue, Enabling Environment for Sustainability uh, Advocacy. That is Mr. Malobi Godson. Okay, let's start with you, uh, Captain uh, Wafo. Uh, concerning uh, what is going on in the Southeast at the moment, we're hearing uh, that the seat at home order directive has been called off. Uh, is that the reality on ground at the moment? Uh, for now, the beginning to pick up before they used to return the lot of fear, they don't come out. But last Monday, I don't know that there are going to be live, lively activities. So gradually it will pick up. Gradually it will pick up. Okay, now we've also seen um, Ohaneze Indigo Worldwide has uh, commended President uh, Buhari for considering the demand for the release of the detained leader of the proscribed indigenous people of Biafra, Namdi Kanu. Uh, how would you uh, explain, uh, you know, that? What is your take on that? Of course, we've also seen the reaction from uh, the, the Arewa Consultative Forum uh, saying that he should not be granted amnesty. Well, uh, ask you, sorry, cap, uh, retired Captain uh, Umafo, can you please speak up a little more? Your voice is a bit muffled. All right. All right. 
But in the same uh, breath, we also heard the president say he, he doesn't want to interfere with judicial matters. issue still uh, in the news is Kano Beats Southeast in VAT collection. Would you tie this uh, to the sit-at-home order that's taking a toll economically uh, on the Southeast zone? The VAT is a different thing. It's a different problem. The matter is in court and I support all the governors who are out to fight it. If you say you are not drinking beer, and I can't, and I'm living there in Lagos, and I'm making it to 40 billion. Then you're destroying the bottles of beer and bread, and you're collecting more than you know, because you didn't do anything. I don't think we are being honest. So, so the vast issue should be the, the government is not talking about the federal government, not talking about the public because they know they're losing. It's a very serious thing. Very other times, it's fed to the federal government, not fed to the government. So if people now want to have a, a share in the money, they will now have to sit down with the government and know how much percentage you pay to us. And we are coming to that. That's why we're talking about this issue of restructuring. We are coming to everything, every, every avenue we discuss. Mm. Every damn thing. You know what I'm saying? This country has to be recognized. It's the way it is. It's not the way it is. So um, we've heard uh, severally Sheikh Gumi tell the government to come 
to have a dialogue with the bandits. We've also heard the statement by the President General of Hanese Indigbo Worldwide, Ambassador Professor George Obiozo. Uh, he has always maintained that the release of Mazi uh, Namdi Kanu requires a political solution. Uh, that dialogue remains a veritable instrument for a functional democracy all over the world. Uh, do you think that dialogue uh, would bring an end to the problems uh, in Nigeria right now, the killings, the kidnappings, and all the agitation from IPOP to Sunday Igboho? I believe it's true. Uh, as a time, I had experience in this area. Uh, it's not everything about God, God, God. No. There are things you, you, you discuss and they're present. Not every time you carry God, carry, um, most, of, most of the time, these things don't work. And we're seeing it in the North We are seeing it in, 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 uh, in uh, areas like this type of issue and the Boyo issue. There are exactly children and talk. Not every time you you you, you wear the uniform or you bring out their belt. No, even in the family, you have this food. You don't start punching the woman or punching the sugar. When you see the person, you still have to pick that and discuss it because the person will not solve it. So it's not like the Nigerian setup. If there are people who are aggrieved and they think why we are aggrieved, they even give you reasons. It's not that they are aggrieved, they are not aggrieved. It's not giving you reasons. So they're not, uh, me, I'm not against discussing with Bandi. If they are known, they are their problem. They will discuss it if it is job. Then governors in that in, in those areas create job for their people. If there are areas the government can ask they, they will come and ask for Gulagunatan did it when he was there. These are imagine schools and other things. And what did they do with those schools? You know, sometimes sometimes on this people you, you create problem for yourself and then you come you come come out with a cry. Okay, this is, I don't know where this is are today. Because these are this, this, this schools we have to solve problems, to solve all these magic problems, to solve all these issues of uh, uh, power and other things, to move up and down. It's coming to train them freely. They're not even going to complete school fees. They won't be a kind of free education and then and import them. Mm. But all those things we have thrown uh, to the wind. And look at what we are doing. So if we discuss with them, if we are going back to reopen those schools for them, put them back to school, them, uh, train them in one, in one job or the other, then we have to. I'm not against any dialogue with anybody, whether it's Boko Haram or, or, or Bandit or IPOB, as long as it's been built. So what clearly, uh, can we now say that uh, the IPOB are also open for dialogue as we have seen them, you know, shit their swords uh, during the Anambra elections and should governments also, uh, you know, be uh, on, on its uh, all hands on deck to make sure they, they make use of this window period that has been uh, open? Right from day one, IPOP has been open to dialogue. It is the government that has been trying to to, to kind of uh, be a pessimistic and dialogue. From day one, IPOP was having its name to speak for the major demand. The man known. Even before emergency of Nanikano. Nanikano is the founder of IPOP. I don't know who that is going to stand here. The IPOP was the kind of, for the Nairdas. Nairdas, it was open from the to the police. These are Nairdas that come to IPOP. And they had their demand. But when they started not killing them, there was a, a, massive, a massacre of members of the IPOB in America. Then they went to celebrate the anniversary in the church and they went, came in there and killed them. The members came down and just like what happened to Bukhara, when they killed the, when they killed the, the leader of Bukhara. So sometimes you push people into, into violence. They have been peaceful, they have been asking for dialogue. I don't mm. think that they from this. All right, thank you. Now let's hear from you, uh, Mr. Malobi Godson. What is your take on all of these issues, uh, starting with uh, Namdi Kanu, the security also in the southeast, and uh, where we are right now at the moment? 
Well, uh, I, I want to appreciate our brother who is uh, participating on this program via phone. Uh, his positions, I think I quite agree with. Uh, let me also say, like I once mentioned on this platform some times back, the power of dialogue, the power of engagement, the power of, uh, uh, of negotiation actually came to play, uh, which enabled Anambra election uh, to be held last time. Because prior to that election, there was tension. There was real, in fact, you could almost touch the, 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 the feelings of uh, the fear that existed in Anambra state. Apart from the fact that the federal government said they were sending about almost 35,000 policemen, 20,000 NSDC and uh, immigration and all the paramilitary organizations down to Anambra State. That actually uh, increased the fear. But you saw that leaders uh, of thoughts, uh, traditional uh, rulers, Ohanes Ndibo and all the well-meaning, even Bishop Council of uh, Nigeria also, if I'm not mistaken, in the southeast, went into a meeting and into dialogue. At the end of the day, we saw the result. It is not all about uh, sending troops, flying uh, aircraft over people's heads. Once you are doing that, all you are trying to do is to uh, 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 tell the people to get ready to defend themselves if, if, the, if, the, if the case arises. So if we are to borrow a leaf from that, and I want to say this, if we are talking about Boko Haram bandits and the IPOB and the Sunday Boho, let this, this, these groups are not the same. They are not the same, and I hate to mention them along the same line. The IPOBs, you could see their reasons, they are what they are agitating for. And this agitation was not that high until recent time when we, 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 we now have a president who is uh, playing out marginalization on a very clear terms. You know, it, it, they, they now took the agitation to a very high level and then take it down to Sunday Boha and all that. You could see what they are agitating for. You could see what they are saying. Even when somebody said he wants to go out of the, 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 the entity called Nigeria, it is, it's, uh, it is even within the ambit of the law for one to uh, 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 agitate, to, 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 to exit from an entity if you don't agree with, with that body. But at the same time, if you look at the Boko Haram and the bandits, what are they really agitating for? People who men kill at will, abduct. In fact, the, 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 the recent news of what happened in the Kaduna Abuja uh, Road uh, uh, day before yesterday is still sending fears into the spines of Nigeria because I passed through that road that same Sunday because I traveled to, 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 uh, to Delta State from there crisscross to do a program in Edo State and there to Abuja and then back to Joss. In fact, you could see that that incident had happened before we, 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 we passed through there. And you could see fear. You could see a, a, a kind of uncertainty written all over the place. Mm -hmm. Is that the country we want to have? And these are the people who uh, caused this mayhem, caused this destruction, uh, plunge us into a economic pains and, and, uh, and, 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 uh, and dryness because consistently they are squeezing Nigerians, collecting ransom, 
consistently they are stopping Nigerians from going about their lawful business. In fact, we have the news that in Niger State, some communities pay royalty to go to farm. They pay royalty even to even go to the market. Even, I mean, all these on red alerts thanks to what happened in Kaduna. Now let's bring in uh, Mr. Adama. You're a lawyer. So what would you say? I mean, we saw we could recall some weeks back when uh, Namdi Kanu was arrested. Uh, that uh, this sparked some kind of diplomatic role with the UK and uh, because he's also a British citizen. Uh, can we say that the international body is also concerned about the outcome of what is going on with Namdi Kanu, Sunday Igboho, and what is your advice to them? Then also, talking about IPOP being declared uh, a terrorist group, and we're yet to hear of bandits uh, being declared in the same way too, and yet we even see, I would say, uh, more glaring, you know, the effects of banditry. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on these two issues before we move into the Electoral Amendment Act? Thank you, Zoe. Uh, basically, on this very matter, it is a matter that has lingered for quite some time. I knew even when uh, IPOP was declared a terrorist group, some of us, uh, especially, I was staunchly against that very position because I didn't see all of the futures that qualifies an organization present in IPOP to become a terrorist group. We also know that that actually escalated even the violence concerning the north, uh, the southeast. Now, by and large, let's even keep that aside. To, to conclude on that is just that the proscription of that group, to me, it is wrong. It is just like giving a dog a bad name, you understand, because you want to kill it. Now, let's even look at even under international law. International law, there are bilateral relationships. There is territorial integrity and sovereignty of every nation, which means Nigeria is independent of the United Kingdom, even though they may have some subtle influence and threat over each other because of economic power and some political reasons. But by and large, you also know that it has been a back and forth. Even Kenya government has come to say they never participated in this ad neither to have surrendered in Nandikano to Nigeria. The United Kingdom, who have also said no, there is no way Nigeria can prosecute uh, in Andikanu on behalf of any other country. You can only do that for an offense that is co is committed within the bounds of your law. And the laws of Nigeria uh, covers the territorial uh, integrity of our nation. It does not extend. So Nigeria cannot hold a brief on behalf of any other nation. That is on the one part. Now, assuming that Inam Dikando has even committed any offense in Nigeria, you must have to pass through the normal process for which such a person can be repatriated into your country for him to be what? Prosecuted. So what you're saying, in other words, is laws have already been broken already. Yes, if you come up to the international, if you look at the issue of Sunday Iboho, it has been established internationally. Because if you look at it, even if it was on the prior offense for which Inandi was granted bail, on that matter, you must also have to follow the international convention treaties and protocol before you can get him back and prosecute him. But in the instance to which they have gone, I'm very surprised why Kenya too is lying low because that would be like an invasion into their territorial integrity, which under international law, every nation has that right. Nobody can invade, even as it is, no matter the fact that Nigeria depends on the United States of America for most of the leverages on a lot of economic or maybe military equipment, like Likewise, UK for some support or aid. You could remember when David Mark was the Senate president and they were bringing the issue of gay 
to pass the act and we said no even when the united uh, uh, united kingdom was even threatening on every other thing we said no we have the territorial integrity and that was how it came to stand so nigeria cannot go to breach such a law at an international level and if that is the case then we must also the united kingdom uh kenya that is also concerned in this must also see how they come together to settle it because we might be setting a bad precedent as far as the matter is concerned now let me just even dovetail into the matter of talking about amnesty why are you even talking about amnesty for me the major thing about this thing is that they should be speedy trial as like what we call in the legal terms accelerated trial or hearing of this very matter from the point in and the card has been brought if we have said our investigation has been concluded by now the prosecution must have finished its own case and we delve into what the other parts then at the end of the day we'll see that is why we can also see that the mere fact that we are trying to backtrack it looks as if there is something somewhere be happening behind the scene other than the legality of it so for the president to say he's leaving it to the judiciary now you look at who are those prosecuting is actually the executive arm of what the government the dss prosecuting are the investigative arm and they are those who enforce what this law so if instances are bound where inandical was supposed to be present in court somebody who is in their custody and they cannot avail him what is the challenge that is the area of law i want to see that there should be improvement as far as the national assembly is concerned if an accused person fails to come to court without any reason or is shorty showing cause he forfeits his bail bond and in fact a bench warrant is issued against him now in the instance where an accused person is in the custody of an agency of government and they refuse to bring him up for whatever reason that is known to them what is the punishment to that agency of governors that is also a clock in the wheel of what justice then you also look at the system that comes around that by the time you're going to the federal high court you find out that the place is so gathered and everything i also believe that even those who are agitating for inland decalu at times when we agitate and obstruct the process we will not achieve the speed that we need in order to what have this justice so if we can come by and say these other supporters can we now arrange these are the number of lawyers who want to come in the rest of you can pay solidarity not to even try to give these people opportunity to uh, have a reason to say because the place is rowdy there is threat to peace and security then they move out then that will also help the process for me if the federal government can establish its case let it establish but the point again is that in Andekanu, what has it done has it lifted any weapon against any government has it done anything that can amount to what treason or insurrection of any government now if we look well, at it it has come to a point for the burning down of uh INEC offices and police stations and attack on security officials that is the point i also tell you you see most of the times is that there's this african adage that say when you point a finger i'm pointing my finger at you zoe four are pointing at me now if the president is the commander-in-chief of the armed forces and the welfare of the people security of lives and properties in the hands of the government why should a particular segment who are not even trained through the system of security who are like splinter group or overrun our security system that is the first question we should ask when such a thing happens in advanced country you don't push it to such a group somebody takes responsibility because by the constitution by the social contract that binds an elected leader and the people that is your primary responsibility to discharge so when there is such a failure if inandi is the reason try him in court you have taken him to court bring that evidence before the court if your evidence is weighty and it will have proved beyond reasonable that 
Kadu will be what? Convicted. And what is the essence of punishment? Aside from punishment being correction, punishment also serves as what? Deterrence to others to say, if Inandi Kadu has gone this way and has been convicted, why should I also take up arms against the government? Mm -hmm. Then you find out that the, the lack of will from the uh, uh, the, 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 the agency of government that is prosecuting this matter to come forth to do it also shows that this is just mere persecution because as it is clearly stated in law in our legal palace is that that once you are into a criminal matter as a prosecutor you are there to prosecute the matter and not to persecute and history has shown the only person who willingly allowed himself to be persecuted to be persecuted was actually christ who is a transcendental being because that was his role to save mankind now if you are now coming to prosecute within the ambit of the law you are trying to persecute when it is not contained in any of our judicial documents whether the uh, 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 the criminal administration the, the administration of criminal justice act or any other law of it you're talking or the terrorism or the firearms act so there's none of this then that is wrong. either ways that the government goes either looking for a legal solution or a political solution it seems as though uh, from what you're saying from a legal perspective of the government has broken its own rules and the government is on the wrong yes in fact if we want to fight any situation to me it should be a holistic containment of the situation which means in a, if you look at the situation where it comes from where did it stem from? How did it actually take to spring out? Then when you look at it, you begin to meet up those branches of the problems. Now, it if there's like a political... The yes, if, if now, the, not the problem. Yes, if there's a okay. political Sorry, inclination to it, then you're coming Well, just to interject a little mm. bit. You find out that Nigeria is running a constitutional republic. And in, which means that the constitution is the grand norm. The, the recommendations for every situation is we are to fall back to the constitution but unfortunately this same constitution under this regime has been badly abused badly injured badly battered if our constitution was to be a human being you would recognize the face of that person mm. on to the fact that when the issue of amnesty to the boko haram and to these criminals to these terrorists contrary to the outcry of many nigerians including myself on this platform and other platforms, we heard that they were giving amnesty. We saw them with AK-47 and 49 hung around their shoulders, taking selfie with uh, some uh, uh, gover governors up north here. And at the end so of the day... Yesterday, when I saw the video of what happened in Abuja, Kaduna Highway... Um, it's, it's frightening. I have a friend who was supposed to be uh, on this program, uh, Mr. Nandom Leary, and the same thing happened to him on his... I think Joss Abuja, he was almost kidnapped, and he's traumatized that In moment. fact, it is frightening. And just to land, as I was trying to say, you find that contrary to the recommendations of the Constitution, that these people who perpetrate this crime ought to be brought and under the law and served justice... And even if you want to negotiate with such people, you negotiate with from the part of strength, not part of weakness. But what we are seeing is that we are negotiating, giving them pat on the back and rewarding them for criminality. Whereas they are victims. Whereas their victims, yes, whereas their victims are still in the uh, IDP camps or across the, the uh, different parts of the country, and then as refugees in uh, Chad, Niger, and Cameroon, and then coming down to the issue of Nandekano and the Arewa Consultative Forum are saying that the president shouldn't. Yeah. Now, it is like when it favors you, it is correct. When it doesn't, you should kill them. 
do you run a country like that? And at the end of the day, you say this is one country, All a right. different law for different we'll side of the people. Back to this conversation, talking about leaders, our elected leaders, electoral amendment act, INEC awaiting PMB's assent. Should we wait for political parties to resolve their choice of direct or indirect primaries before the bill is assented to? Our pressure, of course, is mounting on the president to sign the electoral act amendment bill. Governors, lawmakers uh, are lobbying the president, CSOs, others are making case for the assent. Uh, they say the bill reflects the people's will. Uh, the president has about 27 days to okay the bill. Uh, is it in the interest uh, of Nigerians? Should the interest of Nigerians be paramount at this time? Um, now, let's, let's, let's throw you back again into the conversation, uh, Mr. Adama. Uh, this conversation has been going on back and forth, and then for some reason, the direct primary seems to stick out like a sore thumb. Uh, why, out of all uh, the, the, the things on this particular bill, why is the direct primary such a big deal? And of course, we would like to hear from you, our listener out there, direct or indirect. What do you think should be done with this bill? Should the president send the bill or should we wait uh, for the governors and those uh, uh, stakeholders who are saying that uh, more options or parties should be given the power uh, to make these choices for themselves while the National Assembly is saying they are bringing, they are, they are, it's more inclusive now because they're taking power back to the people. But let's hear from you, Mr. Adama, then we open the phone lines. Yes, if you look at the 1999 Constitution of Federal Republic of Nigeria, as amended, it actually provides there about section 12 down to 14, particularly 14 says sovereignty lies with the people. Now, if you are bringing back this sovereignty, you know we have talked about this and even at other fora I have actually mentioned this. I said I am not for once against direct primaries. But my worries for direct primaries is that where direct primaries tends to work, it is where they dividends of democracy is everywhere for the people now at that point you know that you have a stake and i give you an example aside from where this route actually terminates uh, immediately after the, your station you see that bridge has been there for long which is supposed to link abatoa and down to old airport now what i expected is that the people in this area ordinarily when politics go what they should consider for a candidate is that who is going to do this social amenity for us not that who is going to give me money to oppress people in this very street. But that is not the problem. Now I'm looking that going back into direct primaries, except certain stringent measures are taken to prevent it, we might also begin to fall back to the era of what? Political toggery and political violence. Because these are the things that trade our politics to a point that we think we have actually outlived it. I know of several states, even Anambra we are talking about. Anambra was one of the first states in Nigeria that once you, you start election, it doesn't end on that very day. It must be rescheduled to be an inconclusive election to be concluded. I know of places like even Kogi State that where election is going on, people will hold guns and hijack the ballot buses and everything. So if that will bring the bring integrity and sanity to the political system, then let's work it out effectively. But that also means that instead of us to make our politics less expensive, we are going to make it huge, very huge. Because I've learned also that INEC is beginning to think about also involving the National Youth Service Corps members mm. into the process of what conducting primaries because you have to look about 810,000 even though delineation is about coming up now because even political parties are beginning to say they are not going to enter the ward system they want to now break the political structure to go down to the pulling unit system where in every pulling unit you now have a political party and a political structure there so if that goes that way you find out that at the end of the day INEC will have a problem of not even 
going for just one political party to 800 and something thousand polling units, but they will have the stress of going, if we have presently we have 18 political parties as it is. So multiply that number by 18 political parties who will not conduct at the same time. Then look at that stress and also the resources that will be taken. Right. But Mr. if Malloway, it's going to be electronic system, then that this, is fine. Uh, direct primaries, our parties should be given the choice to do that. The president has just 27 days to okay the bill. Uh, interest of Nigerians paramount at this time. What is your take? In fact, that will be the greatest and the most melodious song will I, uh, that will step into my ears hearing that President Muhammad Buhari has signed that into law direct primaries. You see, if we look back to the, the genesis of, uh, uh, of uh, democracy from the ancient city of Athens in Greece, it is government of the people, by the people, and for the people, which means that as far as democracy is concerned, it is supposed to be owned by the people. The system should be controlled by the people. Not a few individuals who have the wherewithal who stays at the top, depriving you the opportunity of selecting those whom you believe should be there to serve your interest. For instance, it is even said that the, the, the lawmakers are even screaming, crying blue and murder, because uh, the governors in their various states dictates and decides who becomes the senator. If they don't want you in their political party, for instance, to go back to that house, they have the keys because the majority of the of the 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 the, 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 the from the what is it called now? The delegates are controlled by these governors mm. largely. So for but for that reason, they 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 calculate and instruct and buy over. In fact, in most cases, on the day of the election, in direct primaries, some of these delegates are taken, hidden somewhere in a certain hotel, given whatever they are needed, taken good care of, only to be let out like cats to, to go and throw in their vote and go. And then the, 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 the thing is settled. In 2019, for instance, we saw what happened in River State. The story is still there. I don't want to call names. But we heard that dollars exchange hand for the highest bidders. Whereas these people are being selected in that manner to come and lead us. Now, what is participatory democracy? I should be able to participate on whom becomes my candidate in the first instance. All right, From the world level, state level, up to the national level. 0905 in four places, 99 Good morning. The program is Let's Talk. Hello. Good morning. Welcome. Thank you very much. My name is Sadiq Kumar. I'm calling from Junction. Let's talk, Sadiq. Yes, I will comment so that you have spoken well. But when we look at this issue of an election issue, it's something that is very, very complicated. Seeing what is deriving and the causes of the implication of the crime that the people are It is very, very important that the the Eastern people wanted the release of Nemdikani, but if you follow the previous release, I think there is a basis that the court has given to me, but after his release, he is part of Nigeria, and he's given command, which leads to kills of many uh, securities of uh, Nigeria, and which leads to attack uh, of many Nigerians uh, that are on that side. 
and also relating to all this banditry and Boko Haram. You know that all any crime that is happening in Nigeria is just a, uh, a terrorism act. Because anything that needs to kill up another person, no matter what due to the education or no matter what the cause, as long as you are not following the rules and regulations, I think you are a terrorist. So that means you're yeah. saying that bandits should also yeah. be declared terrorists then? Yes, the bandits are supposed to be declared terrorists. are already terrorists. All right, Sadiq Umar, are you up for direct or indirect primaries? What is your take on that? Yes, and on the, on the issue of direct primaries is something that we have to check. There is a result or there is a good advantage of these direct primaries because of the kind of corruption that has been in the system. Because if we say that it's best, we say a politician that will buy all the best. Okay, so but basically you are for direct primaries, right? Yes. Thank you very much. Zero nine zero five five six in four places. Nine nine zero nine zero nine eight eight four eight eight four eight. These are the numbers if you want to contribute in this conversation. Good morning. Hello, are you there? Good morning. Good morning and welcome. Let's talk. Go right ahead, Comrade Bernard. We don't have much time. Um, good morning, God bless you. Good, good morning, comrade. The issue of direct the global issue, Allah, is we allow me to not this country. The governor should allow all the trajectory, everything that we see to the progress of the democracy to go on. You don't support the government, you don't support the government. Hello, great comrade Bernard. Uh, we're sorry to miss your input. Zero nine zero five five six in four places. Nine nine zero nine zero nine eight eight four eight eight four eight. Hello. Uh, good morning, Zoo. Good morning and welcome. Uh, my love, my my brother. Good morning. Good, good morning. morning. I did do sir for Auntie Joshua. Let's talk. Uh, my submission this morning is that uh, direct primary is the best, so that every party carry member will participate. Direct primaries. Mm. Yes, my sister. And the issue of on insecurity, honestly speaking, uh, the Arewa youth and Arewa elders, they are not helping matters. On Sunday, many things happen in the Kasa Abuja place. Even in BBC House of they may comment about it that somebody who are uh, Former governor in 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 in, in, in uh, Zamfara, we are killed in that attack, and his brother even the intervening in in BBC of Asadi. This morning I, I had it, you know, but the Arwa youth are not even concerned about insecurity that is happening in the country. They are after one particular side, which is very very unfortunate. They say that this country belongs to everybody. My sister, if you travel to East, particular or new area under of local government, what is happening here is very, very terrible. Mm. I'm telling you, yes, they, they claim that an officer were killed. Mm. They have to go to one village like that, our mama, and kill many people and bomb hotels. Is that how it's supposed to be? When a general and other from Plateau uh, military officers were killed in the Dubiri, did they go and, and ransack the, the, the community? 
Mm. It's very, very unfortunate. If one to treat electricity equal, so that some you said we claim to the one Nigeria, but not being the country, everybody equal. It's very, very unfortunate. Thank you for your time. Yes, uh, gunmen on Monday afternoon killed a military officer when they attacked some soldiers in Awo Mama in the Oru East local government area of Imo State. In reprisal, military men regrouped, stormed the town, and allegedly burnt a hotel, cars, houses, and shops. And the incident uh, happened at Ishieke Junction in the area uh, has caused panic in the community, and many indigents of the community have fled as soldiers took over the community. Uh, Retired Captain, can you throw some light on this particular issue? Hello? Captain Wafo? Yes, can you hear me? Yes, talking about uh, what happened uh, right there in in uh, Ihiala, in Anambra State, in Awomama, uh, where a gunman killed a military officer and uh, uh, the, the reprisal from the army. Uh, is there any facts to this story? What is going on at the moment? Now, please, we can't hear you clearly. I don't know if you can speak up a little more. Well, I think that they confirmed there was an attack on And there was also a reprisal attack by the military. I don't know. I don't know why the owner is not uh, in this situation. Because sometimes when the the people that this uh, they don't have time to do I think that is a a intelligent situation. I think nobody nobody goes fight a war in town. All right, I'm, I'm, we're not getting your inputs clearly. I'm not really sure what you're saying at this time. Uh, but then uh, let's talk about um, perhaps how Namdi Kanu's, uh, I don't know, release or finding a solution to his problem perhaps, uh, you know, would be a solution also to all these uprisings that we keep seeing in the southeast. What do you think will be the implication? Even if the president says uh, that he cannot wade into judicial matters, uh, we hear the AGF perhaps has a role to play in this just to bring about... Uh, uh, do you see this bringing about any succor, any uh, any rest at all to the, the problems of insecurity in the southeast, Mr. Malubi? Well, well um, it is said that pragmatic uh, developments required pragmatic uh, approach. In this sense, the president saying that he cannot wade into Nande Cannon's issue because it's a judicial matter. I don't quite agree with that. He has waded into judicial matters. As far as the issue of uh, bandits and, uh, terror and uh, Boko Haram's are concerned, the president has stepped into it. The issue of Nandekano shouldn't be an exception. What is the good? What is good for the goods should it be good? Should also be good for the Gandhas. We have started uh, shifting the goalposts. If we can play down our constitution to give Boko Haram pat on the back. We can also play down the same way to use diplomatic ways to deal with the issue of Nandekano. And let me even say this. The issue of agitation, Biafra, did not start 
I will not end with Nandekan. People should know this. Most Igbos are not IPOPs, but most Igbos are Biafrans. I tell this, I want to be put on record. For me, I'm not an IPOP, but I'm a Biafran. What's the difference? The difference is that IPOP has a way they, they are going about this agitation to actualize Biafran dream. But you ask every Igbo man who is, uh, who is from the Southeast, by birth and by location, you are a Biafran, most. But not every Igbo man is an IPOB. No, you are a Biafran in what way? By, by, <laughs> by location of bite of Biafra or because Biafra is a different country? Or I'm not sure. Not I, in I, the I, sense I of the, 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 your, your last submission. <laughs> by birth. Mm. Yes, by birth. Every Igbo, most Igbos, let me just put it that way. Mm. It's a Biafran. I, but, I actually thought by birth you are an Igbo man. Huh? I thought by bed you are an evil man. Well, let's not go there. There are certain <laughs> things we may not see on air. But let me say this. Mm. The agitation for Biafra did not begin within Nandekanu. Mm. Mm. And of course, we do not want any actualization of Biafra. We all want to remain one uh, at this time. So when you say this, it kind of throws a different uh, well, of, if, of, of, of Biafrans and Nigerians. If, all if Nigerians. you look at it critically, Zoe Machunga, and everybody <laughs> listening to me this morning, the truth of the matter is that if you are talking about those who want Nigeria to succeed, mm. the Southeasterners are in the forefront. Because go to every location in this country, you will see a Southeasterner and Igbo man contributing to the development of that place. A lot of Igbos have built houses outside the Igbo land, even without building in their own village, for instance. I know what I'm talking about. Well, some, some may argue that it's because, you know, the, the landmass there is not enough to contain the whole people. That is, not, that is not true. Mm. That is not true. If you've ever been to the southeast, you discover that there are even ungoverned spaces. There are places where you have vast bushes and all that. But that anybody telling you it is because of the landmass, it is not it's, it's not saying the truth. All right, let's get back to electoral amendment. I mean, 27 more days to go, maybe 26 today now. Are you saying, uh, Mr. Adama, that this should be stalled? Uh, we should wait, have some dialogue before this goes through, uh, wait for the 22 governors who are, are still having issues with the direct or indirect primaries? Or what are you saying at this time? Yes, Zoe, I wouldn't want to, us to have a repeat of uh, 2018 where every other thing. I've always said that I'm an advocate of building viral and strong institutions. And for me, one of the institutions that is beginning to trailblaze this for other institutions to follow in Nigeria is actually INEC. Why am I saying so? You begin to see like the beavers that have been used in Anambra has brought a bit of integrity and sanity to the process. And I told you, I have used your studio as an example. I cannot come as a guest to know where and where we should fix anything in this studio. But you, Zoe, that work with this equipment, you know what will make you serve the public and, this, and make JFM to be outstanding in terms of service delivery. Now, if INEC has made recommendations, that was my career in 2018. Why should the presidency now say, no, the time is short? But thank God now that even by the harmonization of the electoral bill, both the House of Reps and Senate have actually... Uh, uh, held on to section 78 of the 1999 constitution, which says INEC actually has the power of paraphrasing. 
to direct to organize and also superintend over the electoral process now if INEC has looked at this process that is going to be okay and INEC has also looked at the issue of direct primary because when we are talking about democracy one of the things we fail to understand is that even from the origin of democracy we have direct and indirect democracy these are part and parcel of democracy we must not pick hook line and sinker then you must have to look at it from your own point of what advantage under comparative advantage what 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 will work for you well and in the system of nigeria that has come even when people are talking about buying delegates this might also put a, let's take for example i give people money to vote for me and i come to the line and i see that the number is lower would that bring animosity it might even bring a tier of people take it but it's a holistic containment that both the security agents i so let also put it but let the president should sign because the way it is is that sign. almost everybody mm. is aligning to and they say when there's too much sand in the soup even the blind man will know that what there is sand in the soup mm. so i think everybody is tilting towards this but let's look at the pitfalls as we go ahead and i pray that they will be able to block all these loopholes that might come to it because for everything that has an advantage had disadvantage and for those of us in the criminal learning field we say necessity is a father of invention but we also go further to say that that invention also becomes the mother of crime because for every invention there is a necessity and for that necessity then there will be a crime attached to it all right mr malobi direct indirect primary is still causing a lot of debates and um some are saying hey let's uh, take a second look at this others are saying let's fly with it as soon as possible uh, your last words on that well uh, to every most things that have advantages also does have their own disadvantages it is not as as if uh, direct primary is going to answer all our electoral process questions and all that but if you ask me if we want people to own the system belong to political parties contribute to the growth and development of those po political parties so that somebody somewhere wouldn't just come and take over the political party like in the case of nigeria you are told that the governor is the father mm. of the of, of a party in a state how come that a governor who belonged to party a will junket to party b who never contributed to the, the development of that uh, political party suddenly becomes the father of that political party I, I, is that correct well this is an ongoing it, conversation it, on <laughs> facebook sorry to cut you short on facebook victor ogbona is saying i have to come to believe our leaders are the ones causing the setback of this country if there is right sense we'll kick against direct primaries then the greedy wicked and evil agenda uh Sokes tong is saying the president should sign the electoral amendment act into law the direct or indirect primary is something the political parties should talk to their various electorates for better on Understanding. Only the court has the power to prosecute Namdi Kanu. Also, the Arewa youth should be talking about the progress of the North, not minding what court injunctions. We all want a better Nigeria. Albert Akaya is saying our leaders most uh, not always protect and speak their interests, especially as it affects them. Matters of election affect more of the politicians and it affects the citizens. So I will call on the government to work out a system that will build the confidence of electorate to avoid the continuous increasing voter apathy that we are experiencing. Principal Joseph is saying direct primaries and election voting are the way to choose credible candidates unless the card carrying members are given the opportunity to choose credible candidates in primary election money politics will continue to thrive i challenge the electorate to be sensitive in choosing leaders in 2023 general elections this is the only way we can avoid suffering and smiling in nigeria joel joseph says at times i wonder what this area you'd stand for what have they been able to do concerning insecurity in the north why do we choose nepotism as a way forward in this country and as much as we don't support namdi kanu he deserves 
Amnes say if Boko Haram and bandits are granted that, he has not done worse than that. Moses Daniel says governors are kicking against the direct primaries are the ones that don't like progress and betterment of this country. Had it been direct primaries was, was there since, APC wouldn't have been in power today. We need a better Nigeria coming 2023. Okay, I'm afraid I can't take all of these comments. Uh, keep it coming. It's an ongoing conversation. Uh, you'd be surprised the people who come back uh, to this post uh, just to also inform themselves. So keep it coming. www.jfm.com forward slash jfmjoss. Uh, this is what I have for you in the offing this Tuesday morning. And uh, uh, I'm sorry to inform you that we uh, the call uh, between Captain retired Captain Kazmea in war for a security expert from the South is uh, cut halfway through. And we want to thank him still for his contribution on the program and also to you Mr. Malo B. Godson from Sidesa and Mr. Adam Adama Gabriel Akutsam thank you so much for your time on the program my the pleasure alright keep listening up next comes news top of the hour and after that the midday show with Ogidibo stay tuned